Hey there, I'm Chris. And I'm Erica. And this is New Perspectives, where we take a look at age-old problems and offer a fresh take to free us up to shine light and ignite change. Today, we're going to be tackling the topic of fight or flight, that immediate feeling of whether we want to run away or keep fighting with the boxing gloves on. So many things in our life, whether it's our family, our job, even our finances, or just within ourselves, we put those boxing gloves on or we run away scared and won't deal with the problem at hand. So today we wanna to help guide you to that new place where you can shine light and ignite change in a healthier way. So I think the first thing that we talk about in when we start to live sort of in this battle mode, fighting, or flighting, that that's the only two options that we see. So I think one way to have a new perspective on this is to reframe your options. Your only option is not to fight or to flight. Um, your only option isn't to keep fighting the battle that you're in or to fly away or escape it. There is some kind of new perspective, new way to look at what you're doing every day so that you can be freed up to, to shine light and ignite change, but you also experience light and change even in the midst of the hard stuff you might be dealing with. So I think the first thing that we need to talk about is having a new perspective on the two options we give ourselves in the midst of, of, of the battle mode of our lives is the fight or the flight. So how do you begin to have that mindset where there is another option? Um, I, on Sunday, I shared a message with Horizon Church about um, these guys who were called to, to battle for this vision that they all agreed on. And, and they were these like seasoned people who, who knew how to fight battles, knew what to do. They knew how to operate their weapons. They knew war strategies. They, they knew what to do next to win the battle. But the king who was giving them the vision for this next thing to do doesn't bring them together to do a boot camp and to train harder and to, to, to enter into battle mode more. What, what this king does in the middle of this battle is set out this feast for them and they literally have a party and experience like good things instead of like a boot camp to train and work harder. And I think that perspective change, his ability to see the bigger picture here is what actually allowed them to win the bigger picture battle. And that is that from day to day, we get hung up in these battle modes. We start training ourselves to just fight or to flight, to fly away from it, escape the problem. And what what David, this king who had a vision for how these people could accomplish something bigger than themselves, what he did was say, let's, let's actually take a step away from battle mode and let's take a moment to experience the goodness of God. So I think I would say that we need to get a new perspective on our, what we're actually fighting and experience a moment of, of goodness and, and peace. Like just be still, I guess and experience God's goodness with, with other people around you. I think that's what, um, I think that's the vision that God gave to this leader in the middle of that battle. Mode. Okay, so he's in battle mode. What if you're in flight mode? What, how do you, if you're running away, what do you do? I'm really glad you said that. So I actually pulled up a scripture that I was gonna share for a different reason, but um, Moses answered the people. So Moses is another leader of the people who are fighting. They have left this oppression where they have to fight literally for their lives every single day. They are fighting systems of injustice and oppression every single day. And they have, they have left, they are leaving this life and headed into a, a new promise, a new life. 
and, and they're worried and they're anxious and they're scared and they just want to go back home. They just want to, they would rather fight to stay alive every single day than to have to live in this sort of in-between space between leaving this sort of oppression and injustice and before experiencing the new thing. And Moses, their leader, says to them something very similar that David says to these guys who are fighting. Moses says to these people, do not be afraid. Listen to this. Stand firm. Stand right where you were, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. You can see, you can have a perspective on what God's going to bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. So the way you're seeing this problem, you'll never see it that way again. Because listen to this, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Hmm. You need only to be still. So I think in this when we see the only option to be fight or flight, the answer to both of the, there's a different option, and it's to, to be still and present right where we are just for a few moments. That doesn't mean they didn't stay there. In either of these situations, the people didn't stay there. But in the midst of sort of the, the speed and the franticness of, of this battle mode, there is a sense to which God calls us to be still and not just enter into fight and battle and not just to fly out of it, but in the midst of being still, we can catch this fresh wave of a vision God has for us in our lives. So I think it's to reframe it from fight or flight and to say, what would it look like for you to be still and take a real good look at where you are and what it is God wants you to do next? Hmm. So I feel like in my own life, I very much fall within the, the flight. Mm -hmm. uh, mentality and it's not even like I'm like putting on my running shoes and gonna like run out the door um, but when I when I, when I enter that world it's it's an internal fight within myself because I, I so much want there to be peace all around mm -hmm. me and stability normalcy and so I will internally fight for those things even if it means letting go of who I am mm -hmm. um, not standing firm in my own convictions like it almost feels like I need a dose of some fight yeah. um, to like move beyond that. Um, so what would you say to someone like me? Like, how do you like move from almost like, it's, it feels like at times like being just too passive. Mm. Um, how do you like, whether it's in life or in work or in family, how do you, how, what would you say to someone that like needs a little more courage, a little more fight to stand firm and not just back down? So again, and I'm not trying to just like throw a ton of like Bible scriptures at you, but that like this has really been something I feel like God has laid on my heart is exactly this like, what do you do if you're a person who typically flies in the midst of this? And there's a story of a guy who's ready to fly and fly away from the problem in, in Judges. And, and God says, um, you are a mighty warrior. You are a mighty hero. You actually do have the skills for what's next, but he wouldn't have heard that if he was flying away to the next thing. He heard it because he was still. And so I think whether we operate in fight mode naturally or flight mode naturally, I think it's still to be still in the midst of this because you aren't ever going to be able to solve your battle or win the war on your own. You're never going to be able to do that. I, like That's what I believe. I believe God is the one who is going to deliver us to the next to the next place. That doesn't mean you don't have to do something or, or step with God, but it means in the, in the stillness, there is this moment where you recognize, I, I want peace, I want this, but I'm not sure I have it in me to do this next thing. I, I want to fly away, or I, I, 
had some passion and some fight, like that, which is how I typically do it. And I think if we're still for just a moment, we can hear what goodness God has for you in your life for the next step. Like, I think you can hear God say, you are a mighty warrior. You are a hero. You are my child. And your next step, I'm going to be with you. It might be hard. It might knock you out of that peace or stability that you crave in your life. But I am with you. You are mine. That's the promise from, from cover to cover in here. God is constantly saying, I am with you. But when you're running 9,000 steps ahead, flying or fighting, you're never taking the moment to be still and hear God say to you, you are mine. You are mine. Um, and I think when we are still and begin to, to hear and absorb and really just melt into that, you are mine, um, we can begin to catch the fresh vision that God has for you, the purpose that God has for you. And, and I believe it gives us time to connect to that. Um, because maybe the next option isn't just fight or flight. It's a different step. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm imagining, what does this look like for someone that's like, I'm not sure about this Jesus and Bible. Um, what does this look like for someone that at the same time feels like the world is just an angry, hostile place? Like their work place, like their boss is on them. They have a broken relationship with family. How do, how, how do they take that first step? Because um, I have to imagine some people that are listening to this are still on the fence. <laughs> um, I think I can remember those moments in my own life where I, instead of being still, I bargained with God. If you're real, make this happen right now. Fix this problem for me right now. Um, and if I'm really honest, it was never a sudden moment of I am here. It was living in that long enough to know that anger, that hostility, that chaos of living my life without surrendering it to something bigger than myself, a God who has a plan that's bigger than me and my plans. I think the more that I... I just think being still and, and being okay with bargaining with God, like, and recognizing like it's not gonna work on my timeline. Like it may not be in that moment, God, are you real? If you're really here, fix this problem now. Um, I just think if we could be still for a second, we might come into really close contact with the realness of God. That's not helpful. Okay. Uh, I mean, so like I'm thinking, you said to be still. Like, what does it mean to just be still? Like, take out the Jesus necessarily. Like, how, what's the first step for someone to like find that that stillness in their life? Is it going to a place? Is it a certain practice? Like, how can you experience that? I think the word the world uses is meditation. There's this quote from a guy named Thomas Keating who says um, something 
along the lines of silence is the first language of God. Hmm. And so I think when we're quiet and still, even if we don't believe in God through Jesus Christ, the way you and I do, I do believe there's this sense to which something bigger than us in the universe, you'll begin to hear it and catch that fresh vision um, because silence is the language of God. Mm -hmm. It's it's the first language sometimes that we hear. That's still small voice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's it definitely God speaks is when, when we listen, and so we have to, you know, shut up sometimes to, to hear yeah. God speak. I, I think if you you would claim to be an agnostic or an atheist, there is this sense to which Christians don't always do this well. We always have to, I do, I do this sometimes, I'm even doing it right now, like, let me defend God, let me tell you about my battle, let me speak into this, let me offer this constantly, and we're never still or quiet, because we don't trust that, and I think if, if those of us who do believe in Jesus would be still and quiet for a few moments, it might show some courage to people who, um, see us as just like falling back on this this God or this Jesus notion um, and they might begin to see it's it's bigger than that it's bigger than this idea that provides us comfort there's something bigger and more powerful going on um, so I, I think us being still and quiet actually offers mm. something to the world yeah I think when you, there's two things I think that you can do when you also find yourself in that that still quietness one is I think uh, breathing practices, mm. um, and these are can, these again can be something um, just everyday breathing practices. Like we tell our son when he gets angry, take a deep breath, right, and, and count to four. I think Daniel the Tiger taught us that. My watch tells me that. Like it <laughs> yeah. knows oh, yeah, when yeah, my yeah, pulse yeah. is bad, and it's like breathe, breathe, yeah. do your breathing so, out. <laughs> uh, I think taking deep, taking those deep breaths. Mm -hmm. uh, but then there's also, I mean, to kind of take it to the next level, there are prayer practices like called breath prayers, like that are, I think they're like, was it seven syllables? Like whatever it is, like in that same rhythm as you breathe, like um, you can pray that prayer. God, so, you are with me. Um, God, you are with me. God, um, you are with me. So it has that, that pattern. Um, and then I think the second thing, when you kind of hit on this with meditation, like to go to some sort of third frame of mind, like you've got to take your mind to a different place uh, and imagine like, what is that new possibility that I want in my life? Like I want healing in my relationship with my family. And so to begin to imagine what that looks like is able to then, and I think because our, our minds and our bodies and the way we're breathing, like are all connected, so intertwined to yep. our spirit, that mm -hmm. then it, it does open, it cracks that door for, for God to have a little bit more of a whisper and that, that voice can become a little louder when we do pause and we, we use those ways that our body is so knitted together. I'm so glad you said that because our spiritual life affects our physical body. Mm -hmm. Our emotional wasteland or wreckage like affects our physical body. Like you'll know it. Your heart mm -hmm. is beating out of your chest. You're sweating. Your breathing patterns are off. And so there is this sense to which when we begin to recognize like all of these things are connected, um, your body offers wisdom to, to, to the, sort of the spiritual side. Um, your emotions offer something to your physical and spiritual experience. When we begin to quit fighting that, when we're talking about battle mode here, when we quit fighting that and we begin to see these things as integrated, it gives us more options than to just fight or to just fly away. 
but to really begin to, hey, my body says this might be this next step might be dangerous. My spirit says this is the next right step. How do these two systems begin to speak to each other and work together for whatever goodness God might have for our lives instead of just seeing the option as fight or flight? Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. So what, what are our, our last kind of closing thoughts? I, I think I would ask you, I live my life more in fight mode yeah. or flight mode. What, what would be something that I could ask a friend to help me? Like, I live in fight or flight mode. Like, how do I reach out to somebody to help them? Because in all these stories, someone else spoke into the fights or the flights. Moses spoke to the people mm. who were ready to fight or flight. Um, David spoke into this. Like, you know, the, there was somebody else who sort of spoke into it. What is something... How could I offer this to a friend? Like, say, I feel like I'm living in fight or flight. Or how am I that kind of, like, how do I get somebody in my life who can speak that to me and offer a new perspective in the middle of this? Uh, I think that friend would need to ask, like, what are you trying to control? Because mm. I think so much in our lives that we're trying to control something mm -hmm. is when we get into those modes. Because when we feel like we're losing control, we're either going to want to grapple it more mm -hmm. or we're going to run away because we, like, it's slipping control. away and it's yep. just like, I'm not dealing with that anymore. Yeah. To really deal with what? Yeah. Where's my control? And I think there's someone bigger that has control. And it's a good control to have. I don't, well, I don't need control anyway. Yeah. Because in every single one of these situations that I talked about today, the bigger picture that God had for the people could never be contained in this sort of narrow tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. Um. That's helpful. What about you? What do you think would be helpful to speak? What, what, what has been helpful? I, I think when I'm in fight or flight mode, what is not helpful is when someone's like, well, why are you thinking that? You know, like almost like sort of gets into the hysteria with me and I need someone who's a little more gentle and calm. Um, because there is, there is this sense to which the battle and the warrior language offers this sort of, you know, heightened bit of um, almost in you, like violence kind of. Um, and I, that is a threat. Violence is a threat to people, right? So your body experiences that, your spirit experiences that, your emotions like recognize that. And so I think when somebody offers the gentleness of God um, to me through their words, like just offers this sort of gentle place is helpful for me to begin to be like, oh, I don't have to like fight this or fly away from it. it there's this gentle space in this. That, and that doesn't mean, gentle doesn't mean the next step isn't going to be hard. It just means there is this gentleness um, in the moment that can help me catch the, the fresh vision of what God has for me. So I think that gentleness, that goodness of God, someone who can help remind me of that um, is helpful. Someone who can't remind me of that is not helpful for me. Um, I think my takeaway for somebody who's listening to this is what I wish I would have even known this morning when I felt like I was in a meeting that felt a little bit like a battle is if I would have just like taken a deep breath and trusted in God's goodness and spirit to move. I think um, regardless of what happened, I would have known 
God is with me and in mm. control. Yeah. That's perfect. So if you need to hear that, if you're living in fight or flight mode, right now, take a good deep breath in through your nose and a good exhale and hear this promise. Like, God is with you. You are not alone. You yeah. are not alone. Even in spite of struggles and tears and those rough moments, God is still with us. And God is, is also not going to waste a thing through those moments. Yeah, the goodness and gentleness of God does not depend on our, our circumstances. That is who God is. He's mm. going to offer that to you regardless of the circumstances around you. God is with you, and you are not alone. Absolutely. So thanks so much for joining us today. Please hit that like button, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We would love to stay connected to you each week so you can hear new perspectives. And we hope that we continue to guide and help you uh, take a new look at, at the age-old problems. And we really hope that you feel freed up to shine some light and ignite some change today. Don't fight and don't fly. Just be still and accept and know God's goodness. That was